Hey, what's going on, folks? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Two Utes. Tonight's guest is a podcast godfather in the Baltimore area. This guy's been doing it for 11 years. I really enjoyed chatting it up with him, uh, picking his brain, hearing the experiences of the podcast game overall. He's the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Lee from the Mastermind Team's Robcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's enjoy the episode, shall we? Is it possible to two youths? The two what? Oh, what was that word? Uh, what word? Two what? What? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a youth? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. What is happening, folks? Welcome to another episode of The Ramley Alcoholics Presents Two Utes. I am your host, Whiskey Jay, and I'm usually accompanied with my heterosexual life mate, Escaleto, but he's on vacation, which usually means bottle of Jergens and some Lisa Ann videos. Or, you know, yeah, videos, basically. But I do have a killer guest here because I always bring you guys killer guests. He is the host of the MTR Podcast. He is one half of the group. I got one half tonight. Hey, I got one. He is the one, he's the only, he's Rob Lee. Give him a round of applause, folks. And this is where I hit the audio, but I don't have it. With <laughs> <laughs> shaking caps and kittens. And thank you for welcoming, welcoming me to the show. Uh, big fan of what you guys are doing. Big fan of podcasting. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be here. No, thanks for coming. I was surprised you reached out. I mean, I was like, this, oh, wow, he's reaching out. Like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always in awe when another podcast reaches out. I'm usually the one whoring myself out. Be like, hey, can you come on my show, please? Please, please come on my show. And you hit me up and you go, hey, man, I hear your stuff. Can I come on? And I'm like, wait, what? You, usually, oh, I'm like, yeah. usually it's the opposite. I'm like, hey, do you mind coming on my show? But before you do, listen to my shit, though. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I mean, on this uh, kind of the beginning of this this tour thing, like, um, you know, I've been doing this thing for, I've been doing Robcast, Mastermind Team's Robcast is um podcast I've been doing since 2009. Oh, shit. And um, I remember the first episode, I, I basically fat shamed myself and <laughs> an NFL player. So I don't know if you remember um, with that, that team that's no longer has a name in uh in the nation's capital uh they had they signed a guy named albert hainsworth in like mm -hmm. 2009 and i was like i'm a fat fucker I, I can do this i can be there i can plug up the line why does he get 90 million dollars and i just ran it for like a solid 10 minutes that was the first episode of the podcast oh, and, and and then from there it was just like always news always topical and just having a um a unique perspective on it and it's kind of grown into something that's more refined, more of a well-oiled machine, well machine, but definitely news is the, uh, the crux of it. And we enjoy covering the weird news and the pop culture. Um, you know, we covered this one story <laughs> the other day where it was, a t it was a video of two people having sex in the field in, like, Russia, and, like, some random woman came over there and started, like, beating the guy's ass while he's pumping away, what? beating his ass with, like, a plank of wood. And I was like, this is amazing. Dude, that, that's like a video on Pornhub, like, planking yeah. on the field. Like, that's the first thing you'd probably see uh -huh. when, you, you, when you, like, search it on the engine. Like, hey, having sex on the field, getting spanked. That's probably the first video you're going to see right now on yes. Pornhub. I guess he's Holy getting shit. the wood now or some shit like that. <laughs> so, it's like, what the fuck? It's a centipede. 
Yes. He's giving wood and he's getting wood. Kind of like and, that. And, um, you know, the, the way that we, we do it, like, I, you know, I guess millennials, especially like, well, let's just say millennials, and they'll be online and just, you just have these stories and you just are online all day. And I was like, I need to start, like, grabbing these videos, doing an aggregator or something, and start pulling in things that I think fit mm-hmm. what I like to talk about. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a niche right there. Like, I like those kind of weird stories. And then I started seeing, like, over, you know, the period of this, you know, doing a show, I, I started seeing, like, different radio shows and different personalities covering the same topics we were covering. And we would cover them before they before it even got to them, like, major shows. Like, because you guys out there in Cali, right? Yes, we are. Southern California, yes. So I, I listened to K-Rock, right, before Kevin and Bean left or what have you, well, fired and whatever at the end um and it would be stuff that they recover um in certain episodes i'm like yeah we covered that two weeks ago we're, we're know, occur. it'd be funny if they had someone like one of their interns go on and just look at other podcasts like let's mm-hmm. say yours right now and be like yo kevin bean they got this podcast that does this <laughs> shit like i mean fuck it let's steal it it's podcasting what do you want to do about it <laughs> absolutely it's just like uh, i have no rights <laughs> well i was know. a big fan i was a big fan of k-rock even i mean i i left after they kicked off rob garman yeah um, i left after that i was done and then when i heard what happened to them i'm like hey hey you, you did it to other people mm-hmm. I, don't feel I, bad for you. I, I left for a period around then and you know it was, it was just i don't know like i think for me um there's a lot of stuff here i don't really jam with like i'm in baltimore and yeah. baltimore maryland and there's just certain things like I, certain facets of the culture it's like i love it here i, I love baltimore I love where i'm from but there are certain facets of the, of the culture that aren't necessarily for me like mm-hmm. so I kind of get pieces of culture from other places and then eventually travel there. Like I've been to like LA, um, like maybe twice, three times, something like that, but only, only for Japanese wrestling. I was like, I will travel (laughs) if new Japan comes to the U S and, uh, I came there for that. And the only exposure I had prior to this was within the last couple of years, but the only exposure I had prior to that would be listening to K rock and, um, just checking out stuff from like, um, Kevin Smith, uh, his, his podcast and all. And, He's one of the reasons I got into podcasting. Me too, bro. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was out there every time. Every time he'd be, every time he did a show uh, at the, oh my God, not the comments. One of the shows, he'd, I would always go there. Yeah. I was oh, there. Yeah. It was always, he, he's a, one of the top guys. The reason why I do this shit. Cause I was drive back in awe listening to these guys live. I'm like, why the fuck can I do that? I think I'm funny. I, I think I can yes. do this. And I yeah. procrastinated for so long. It was only until my wife used the Kevin Lyons he just should have uh-huh. get off the pot. And I'm like, you're, woman, you're right. I should 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 get off the pot. <laughs> I've been running with this. It's going to be four years in uh, August 13th. That's that's dope. Um, We're coming up on, so it's, it's unfortunate. So we're coming up on our 300th episode of Robcast. And um, I want to say last year in like mid-August, like August 17th, I have a poster behind me of August 17th. We did our 10th anniversary show. Uh, We did it at a local comedy club. And it was just something that bore out of just me grinding, me hustling with my my, uh, my, my co-host, Dan. But a lot of it was just me just getting out there and getting to it and bringing it from the inception of this just idea to I'm doing a comedy club thing. We got it catered. We are doing something that's just dope. That's just an idea that came out of my fucking head. Well, let me ask you, because I've had yeah. people tell me, hey, have you ever thought about doing that? And, and I can't picture doing that. Like, 
I, I mean, you heard the show. I'm pretty sauced up. For me to do that <laughs> on stage is like, whoa. And I think the pressure of like, I have to give these guys, people a great performance. Like, I don't think yeah. I'd be too sauced. Probably I would. I'm not going to lie. I probably would be <laughs> sauced up. But you did it. Like, it, can it, tell me how that was. Like, you know, what, what got you to want to do it first and then the experience doing it? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few examples, actually. Um, okay. So I want to say up until like 2000, maybe 2015, I, I, it was just like kind of a hobby, nothing like so in years invested at this point, right? Mm. Just kind of a hobby, just six years, seven years in, just kind of a hobby. And we got invited to the Baltimore podcast podcast festival. And we met a podcast that went on right after us that we became friends with. And it was really dope. When we did our thing, it was in like a bar and I got the ego stroke. The guy, uh, the bartender was like, you guys are talent, whatever you want. And I was like, I'll have a double of whiskey. And I get on stage and immediately, you know how you drink too quickly and it mm -hmm. hits you? I forgot everything I was going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so you get on stage and I'm trying to get my bearings while we're up there. And I'm like, I shouldn't have drank that that fast. <laughs> and my, um, our, so we, we did well. Uh, we did good, actually. And um, the guys are, are, are now friends. Um, they went on after us. They're a podcast called Coplay Media, Blurred Culture, and all of that stuff. They came on right after us. And their rapport was very similar to the one that Dan and I have. So we left out. And the audience left with us. <sighs> They left with us. So the next podcast of what on air about like being fit and shit. I was like, sorry, fat people only. Damn. <laughs> I felt <laughs> felt really kind of invigorated that, you know, when you put in out a podcast, a lot of times, unless you're getting like direct feedback, you you don't know. Mm -hmm. You know how you feel about it. You know how people may tell you, like, oh, this was a good episode, but you really don't have that satisfaction. So doing a show doing it live and being invited to like this was the second annual podcast festival we didn't know about the first one we probably would have been in it and this in the same year we were a finalist in the best of baltimore like poll for best podcast and i was like okay this is some feedback yeah. this is some verifiable feedback so um so from there i was just like i can do this on my own you know like i can set it up here and you know there is i think at times you have an idea of who a podcaster is. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, they may not look like you and I, they mm -hmm. may look different. And I think our podcasts are as valid as theirs. So that's where part of it comes from. It's like, yeah, I want to bring in anyone that has something dope to say, anyone that's doing something that's cool, and I respect your content. So yeah. I started reaching out to different venues, um, different local venues, a lot of theaters here at the time. And uh, um, we hooked up one, invited a bunch of people. Uh, it did not go well initially. Um, there was a traffic issue. Uh, I think Dan was like 90 minutes late for the show. And I was like, fuck. So I had um, one of my buddies, uh, one of my buddies, Greg, who I eventually did a podcast with. It was like, well, here you go, kid. Here's your chance. And we sat up there. and Happy just kind of Yes, we kind of bullshit through a podcast. <laughs> just wow. so we didn't have, like, we had an audience there. And I was like, fuck. So... And doing that and kind of continually going through it, I was like, I want to do at least one live show a year. And, uh, and I think going back to one of the things you were saying, like having that, um, that desire to put on a good show to mm -hmm. do, I, it's hard. Like, I don't know sometimes. I just have confidence in 
like you do it with just your your, your one your one co-host, right? So, so I, we do the bonus show with my co-host, and then uh, mm-hmm. Fridays we do another one with my other. Well, the same thing, just this one's more interview based, and then sure. we do rambling, which is just straight up like my two cousins just sitting on the couch, shooting the shit, drinking beer, watching whatever fucking movie pops in our mind. I dig and it. That's part of what we do, but I mean, there there are moments we're doing the the show, and I can tell it's like it's gonna be a great episode. Yeah. And, and then I, and I, I afterwards, like a couple of days later, I look at the guys like, you know, we're gonna have a shit one next one, right? No, we're not. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna have a show. The, the way we perform, I uh-huh. there's no way we can re- replicate that thing again. And Man. usually I'm right. Like now it's lately we've been kind of on a good roll. Yeah. I'm like I'm already waiting for that shit to fall. I'm like something's gonna happen. And, and that's like, that's the worst episode. I think part of it is like recognizing like we did an episode a little while back um, where like I think what we do well like the content is the content like mm-hmm. what i like to choose what i like to talk about what dan likes to talk about is generally pretty like static it's, it's static in terms of the type of content and how we talk about it and all of that stuff i think one of the things that makes us enjoy it a lot is um when we kind of go off and just riff because we don't see each other regularly so mm-hmm. i remember one of the things i heard earlier from um kevin smith was like yo me and scott Mosier aren't seeing each other as we get older so because we're not doing movies together and all of this stuff so the podcast is a way of maintaining that friendship that's the way i started looking at it so yeah. i was like oh this is gross but randomly one one day i i was uh testing the new masturbatory technique and uh Okay. I brought it up in the podcast and and I and, and Dan is like, hold on. So you're telling me that you punch yourself in the taint before you uh, orgasm. I was like, oh. I do. And he was just like, are you fucking with me? Right. He's like, are you fucking with me? Like, does this, does that work? And I was like, eh, give it a shot. And I was, so we kept just kind of going back. He's like, you're fucking with me, right? And I was like, nah. So sometimes you'll do this and I'm going through this whole like long drawn out thing. And I was like, this episode is going to be called Taint Misbehaving. And he's just like, fucking yes. So I think when we have that expression, when we come up with a title that's, because the title is the hardest part about doing a podcast, it's just like, all right, this works. Like when all of the the police brutality got brought back up and I was like, look, man, I think we're businessmen. We both have degrees. How about we come up with a problematic ice cream that's just watered down vanilla ice cream we sell to white people to fight police brutality? Jesus. And it was a wild fucking thing. I and I listen to that shit. <laughs> just something that's just random as hell like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still going to cover the news and we're still going to do our thing. But just something like that. We enjoy it. And we know, like, okay, that was good. That was fucking good. So I think in getting up there, it's just like knowing that the persons or, or the, per- the person you're recording with, just knowing that solidly you're, you're the host. You're the one running it. Yep. So you know what you're putting out there is going to be fire. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I always come down to. And um, the live show, it was uh, like last year, the uh, 10th anniversary show, I had to learn within like five minutes how to put together the, uh, we had a um, projector up there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything costs money when you're doing certain certain things you put on the show. So, you know, I had a relationship. We had a residency at that comedy club. So we had a relationship there and they gave us the venue for free. Oh, but shit we didn't have anyone that could do the AV components of it. So doing a projector and all of that. So the, the guy that ran some of the things, the, the guy that ran the front of the house, he was like, I have no technical skills, but if you give me an idea of what to do, I can do it for you. I know nothing about their skit, about, about that program. <laughs> so I learned that five minutes um, while I'm supposed to be prepping for the show that I'm doing the whole show. Like all the, 
all the hosts we have coming in, like, you know, me and Dan are doing the beginning and the end. And then because it's 10 years, I had one of my previous co-hosts and one of the co-hosts from this other show I did, they came in. So people would come in and do like 10, 15 minutes, but literally it's me up on stage the whole time. So I definitely need to prep. And I'm like, I just ran through this unexpected thing to put this show on as best as possible. I was drained afterwards, you know, just imagine. And mentally drained. Oh, yeah. And everyone was just like, this was funny. This was great. And it's, it's recorded. I'll send you the link to it. It's, um, it's good. You know, it was, it was a good thing. And it's just unfortunate now, like being a year later, I would have liked to do episode 300 in that same way. And we post 299 like this week. So it's like, ah, well, we'll be in the COVID times for episode 300. So I'm thinking about doing a bit of, you know, like people don't number the episodes when you mm-hmm. sort of fall over it. It's like, yeah, this is, I uh, did it on this date. It's like, mm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I was like, I want to call it just like um, MTR 290 something and just keep doing that until we oh. get to 300. No, no. So this is what we did. So we were running episode after episode. This is like uh, in the beginning. And mm-hmm. we were going to hit the milestone uh, 20th episode. Yeah. And we're like, fuck, we can't. And, and um, our former host, uh, TTB Chubbs, he would always be missing because of his job. And we're like, dude, you have to be for the 20th. You got to be here. Oh, man, I'm trying. I'm trying. So we were like 18. We're like, oh, my, he didn't show up for 18. I'm like, oh, piece of shit. Fuck. He didn't show up for 19. I'm like, Danny, you got to show up for 20. Dude, I asked for it off. When is it? And I go, it's this date. You got to show up. <laughs> we're like, cool. We prolonged it. Episode 19.1. Episode 19.3, <laughs> we were prolonging, yeah. prolonging it to the point where we're like, dude, I don't think we keep dicking the fans around with episode 19. How many fucking 19s are we going to have until we get right. there? 19 and three quarters we did. And I was like, dude, you got to do it. And we, he finally did. Fuckers only there. <laughs> and we almost came to that. He should have for the 20th. <laughs> he was only there for 30 minutes. Oh, no, 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 I'm like, no. And we're like, this motherfucker. So we were like, we and then we kind of like, well, we we ravaged him after he left. We're like, we <laughs> prolonged this guys. This episode would have been on a while ago. We would have been in episode 30 by now for this piece of shit. We went on through him, but the whole fact that we had to like prolong it, like episode 19 and a half, 19 and three, yeah. four, 19 and all that shit, just to get to the 20th episode. I I was joking with um I'm working with the, just a few people that kind of helped me organize things. So I think yeah. like <clears throat> I think part of it is like, depending on how serious a person is when they get to podcasting, like, you know, do it for 11 years and think like, oh, it's a, it's a thing. It's a, you know, I put a lot of time and, you know, energy into what I do. So I look at it like more of an artist, a little bit of a business, but I think those things kind of conflict sometimes. Mm. So I've been looking at it more as an artist. So looking at it in that way, I've been bringing in people who I trust that know the organizational and the business kind of strategy around it to kind of help me. So one uh, conversation I had, I was like, all right. I was like, since I'm putting on that COVID-15, right? I was like, how about however my, however high my weight is when we record it, that's going to be the actual 300. So if I'm at like 340, it's like episode 340 is actually the 300th episode. Oh, shit. And the, the, the marketing person, she was just like, you're stupid. I was like, I'm just saying. I was like, I don't want to do this inside. Because <laughs> um, in, re- in a really grandiose way, I was thinking like, yo, what would it take in a socially, in a social distance sort of way to do a block party and we just pull out the wild megaphone and just do a show there? I, I'm just thinking of ways to do that in terms of exposure. Um, 
we and I want to say that podcast I was talking about earlier, CoPlay Media, and um, just a few other guys that are in that the circle, just our, our podcasters are creative that are local. We were invited to um, there's this festival called Light City, mm-hmm. and that's down in the um, in a harbor, really cool thing or what have you. And uh, we just got up there and we talked. Um, we just talked about video games and, and anime and shit like that. And we were guests on it. Me and um, my guys, we were guests on it. Um, it was my buddy's thing, but we were guests on it. And one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the assessments, one of the, 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 the comments that we got when we went up there, cause it's freezing. It's at the end of Harbor. It's like maybe October. So I think it was 30 degrees that day. Oh, and, um, we, you know, I got like the wild like rugby jacket on and one of the girls was like, y'all look like the Wu-Tang podcasters. I was like, hell yes. Give me all of it. It was great. It was great. It was just like a bunch of dudes just going up there and their different degrees of like hood wear. Have you ever thought of like, um, did you, I'm assuming you saw that the Dave Chappelle special on YouTube that came out, right? Where he like literally does like a closed circuit, couple people. What about that? Like, is there something you have thought about with your team? Like maybe doing something, getting to a venue where you can get people social distance? Yeah. Less than um, 50 people? Yeah. Um, one of the things, um, and I think by virtue of getting more comfortable with reaching out with people, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of breweries here, right? And I was just like, all right, if you can figure out a way to do that, you do a very special, you make it like, this is invite only. You only invite like 20 people, anything under 50 people. And you have people come out and it's a way to, to put it on. But then it goes into, are these places actually open? What are their, what's their liability and things like that. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I've thought about it. I've even thought about just like, just trying to do a purely video or even getting it back at the venue that we were recording that. Um, that venue is cool. It only seats about 75, maybe 80 people. So if they were open, I would definitely twist our arm for us to do our, our thing there. So it's a pivot. And the fact that numbers are kind of what they are, they're going yeah. up and down or what have you. It's like, it, we'll just do it inside. You know, it's, it's fine. We'll put on a great show. We'll just do it inside. And uh, we got the Twitch stream popping right now. So we'll just do it inside. Crazy. So 11 years, like, mm-hmm. what, I mean, what got you to want to do it? Like, I know, I know with me, it was, like I said, I, I've always been a shit. I've always been a shit talker. I always like just rambling. And my wife just told me, Hey, shit, I get off the pot. And mm-hmm. I was being inspired by guys like uh, Kevin Smith, Mark Marin. You know, I know it's, it's everyone uses it. Joe Rogan too. But sure what was your key to be like i'm gonna go i'm gonna do this like i'm actually gonna do this stuff like 11 years that's it's a long time and like you said it's an investment it's you know your outlet for creativity but what sparked you to finally be like i'm gonna go do this shit um i've always been someone that was uh, a creative so like even i was able to hit one of my um dreams when i was a kid i wanted to be a comic book um, guy i wanted to be a writer artist something along those lines and uh you know you you get those dream killers it's like ah shit you're a kid i don't know if this is gonna go anywhere so one of the things i got out of it like in recent years rather uh was i was able to hire an artist and um i write a comic now and that just is something that came out of you just like always being around something creative and it, it was just an outlet and um it was a way of, I kind of was dating a girl at the time uh, when I first got started in 2009. Um, this is before Dan. So this is, Dan and I were like friends. We both, both went to um, an HBCU. 
So Dan being the one white guy that I knew at HBCU, I was like, hey, you, me or you are going to be friends. And, uh, and uh, we were both into punk rock and all of this shit at the time. So I, I want to say he, he wasn't around maybe about into 2010. He came, you know, me and him, he kind of came cool again in 2010. We just kind of lost connection. And so he's been doing the show for 10 years, since the 11 years. Um, but for that first year, the original cast was me, my girlfriend uh, at the time, and um, her cousin. And it was cool. And I, it was like almost them satiating me. Like, uh, Rob wants to talk about the news right now. I guess. They're just enticing you. Like, yeah, I go. Absolutely. And um, one day, and you know, you get that, that tax money. And you're like, I'm just going to buy some shit. So I went to uh, Best Buy. And I went to, they had this technical area. And I, and I, I remember I listened to... Um, uh, Smodcast, and they uh, mentioned what they use. I, I key in on things. I was like, yeah, what's, what's, what software I use? And uh, I think uh, Kev was like, yeah, we use a Fast Track Pro. Bought a Fast Track Pro. Bought some mics, uh, mic stands. I just did the plunge. Like, I think, you know, I put it this way. I'm an Aquarius, and unchecked, I'll just go in a direction that's just left. And I need people around me to say, that people I can trust, it's like, yo, can you can you rein this shit in real quick? And no one at the time <laughs> told me to rein it in. So I'm just like, yeah, let me get some of those cables. What's that? I want that too. Is that a mic filter? I'll take one of those. I was just like going down and I left out, I was making a lot of money at the time too. And I, I left out, um, cause I, I was like doing like a big, um, it job. Well, data marketing job rather. And I left out with maybe $400 worth of equipment. Didn't know how to use any of it. Jesus, so, bro. The other thing about it, when it comes to this, the podcast stuff, like I know, like I was saying before, like a lot of the components and a lot of it is self-taught. So seeing mm -hmm. what I want to use and kind of maybe repurposing certain things and doing that. But it was just like one of those outlets in part, but also it's just like, I need to stay aware of things. And I, I'm a communicator at heart. So it, I feel like I, I have a unique way of taking something that's like a little rough. You know how people don't really get what they're reading, don't really get yeah. the stories that they're reading. I'm able to take it, process it, turn it into something funny, but also something that you're going to remember and you're going to look at in a certain way. And that's the thing that really, that's that Ikigiri for me. That's the thing that, that keeps driving mm. me and got me interested in it. Damn. Shit, dude. See, when, when I want to do podcast, I was like, I just use the regular computer microphone, but I can just talk it in. I reach in shit. <laughs> I, like, we're just reaching in like, Hey, can you, I'm like, I don't know if they can hear us. And afterwards we're like, Jesus Christ, we sound like trash. We sound like trash bad. And I just built up little by little, these microphone stands. It, it, funny thing. We have a spare room here now and we converted uh, it into an office for my wife and a podcast studio at air quotes. And I barely bought a couch now for it. Now it <laughs> looks a little bit more professional. We finally had our guests last Friday and they were like, Oh shit, this looks he goes, what you mm -hmm. did? What you guys have? Like, we just had a like a little picnic table here, and we would just sit, or, we would just sit across from each other talking. That's basically what it was. Now it's like a lounge where you just shit, literally shoot the shit. We the the way like so I want to say like two thousand end of two thousand sixteen. I bought a house and uh, first house and all of that stuff. And so when I got it, I was like, all right, I'm gonna need a two bedroom because I was like, I'm converting one of these fucking bedrooms to a studio. I was mm -hmm. like, it's too often where, you know, we, in, in the 10 years, like trying to branch off and expand and do other things. Like I've had 
guys come to me, they'll say, yeah, we want to bring your content over there and be a part of our network. And I say, absolutely not. Fuck you. And, <laughs> you know, literally, literally that. And I was like, I'll give you a different show. I'm happy to record. I always like recording, but I don't want to give someone, you know, my, my thing, my main thing. Your so baby, dude, it's, that's yours. Absolutely. I completely get you, bro. I, that's your baby. Like for someone to be like, Hey, I want you to come up. I'm like, what the fuck? No, bro. Like, how many times I've gotten drunk on this show? This is me. It's <laughs> I've, I've me. told some personal bullshit on here. I can't have you fucking. So, yeah. so um, we we were doing a um a show. Me and my man Greg, we were doing a show called uh, Unofficially Black, and uh, we both had this. Co- we had this conversation one day where we we're like, man, I'm into this shit. I'm into this shit. It's like that's not necessarily black shit, is it? And I was like, yo, we might be unofficially black. That's where it came from. So we recover things. We recover like the black news, but from our mm-hmm. perspective. So uh, we were recording with a dude. Um, he was a DJ and all of this shit. And he just didn't have a professional setup. And, you know, me being someone that's seasoned and, you know, my co-host, uh, Greg, he was like a little new. He was newer. He, he, you know, that was his first year of podcasting. So, you know, I was just like, look, I don't have much patience for this dude. I was like, I'm telling you that now. It's like we're paying, you know what I mean? We're paying for this time. So if this is a studio and this is a business, you need to start on time. We need to get our files, you know, all of that shit. And we did, I think almost 60 episodes of that podcast. Um, The first 24 we did with that dude, that producer, we never got any of the original episodes. What? So yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing business in that way. I was like, this is, you know, whenever you work with someone else, you're kind of held it there, you know, held ransom in a sense. So one of the things I thought, I was like, all right, I feel like having a space to record is a little bit of an issue sometimes. So how can I navigate and mitigate some of those issues? And either I look for a place like we have that residency. So the residency followed us report recording with that guy in his studio. And we went from recording there, paying him what we were paying him and not really getting the best experience to mm-hmm going there to a comedy club, having and having the relationship with that comedy club. And I just sent it to my editor and we cut the price cost down significantly and we were having a better experience. So I was like, all right, if I can record at home or if I can find a space to record in that is kind of like, yo, this is a benefit. Like the comedy club, like we would love to have you here. You know a lot about podcasting. They offered me the opportunity to be their creative consultant for their podcasting. Like. So, you know, it was a good relationship there. And it's like knowing your value and all of that. And I'm always down to help. So it wasn't like, hey, yeah, give me this title. Give me this role. And I was like, it's either going to be a situation like that or I'll just record at my place. But being beholden to someone else's setup and it's not the experience that you want. It's just like, no, you don't have to do that. That's where the business side of yeah. being a creative comes in. It's just like, mm. no, I have to really stand for that, you know? See, I'm already in awe with you. And you say you have an editor. Fuck, I have to edit. <laughs> Shit, I mean, I'm trying to convince my wife to hire a hot intern for the fucking show. I, do I need an intern? No, I just want to fucking have a hot intern. <laughs> I, I remember when I, when I went in there and I talked to um, one, of my, um, one of my friends. Um, I, I met her in a class when I, at, at the day job. And uh, I, she's like super young. I'm like 10 years older than her. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I was talking to the guys at the uh, comedy club. And I was like, yeah, that's my manager right there. And he was like, you have a manager? And I was like, yeah. And it was just like, you just give her like just a title because I was like, nah, legitimately. And she would start asking because she's a, she has an MBA. She would start asking legitimate <laughs> questions. I'm like, yeah, just cross my arms. Like, yeah, that's my manager. Talk to her. Don't tell me. Yeah. She will tell you I want my M&Ms on this side. And I Where want are my green M&Ms? And my bottle of whiskey on site. That's all I want. 
They're Japanese damn, whiskey every time. Yeah. Jap- you know what? I got pretty fucked up with Japanese whiskey. I'm not going to lie. That's just pretty good. Satori is delicious. Uh, this is actually a Japanese beer that I'm drinking. If oh, you shit. guys got it out there, I recommend it. It is um, a white ale. It's a Hitachino Ness. Um, for a four-pack here, uh, and our prices are a lot different, I think. Uh, for a four-pack here, it's like 20 bucks. That's usually kind of what you would get a four-pack, especially from like a... Yeah, no, not bad. I'm going to check it out then. You gotta, you that's send, considered send very name. high here. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely say that. For sure. Oh, yeah. So 11 years doing yes. this thing. Pretty much, you from the looks of it, from the sound of it, you got the business side and you got the creative side. Where do you want to take this? Like, is there any, like, is there any ceiling you think you can break more? Like, because you've did the, um, you've done, you've done the live show. You yeah, got yeah. Your, you've got your own comic book going right now. Like, you actually <laughs> like got your hands on a lot of stuff. Like, I'm actually like, not gonna lie, I'm kind of jealous and I'm very admi- and I, I admire your hard work, bro. Like, I, I really look oh, up you. to that type of hard work. Like, so where where do you see this your podcast going? Overall, everything you're doing, where do you see this going? Well, one, thank you. Um, it is it is a lot of work that that goes into putting it out there, and I think it's like blocking out time. Like you, you realize like how you can take two hours here and just do chunks and mm-hmm. see what you can hand off. So one of the one of the things of having an editor, what have you. Um, but as far as where I want to go at with it, um, I started having those 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 questions be brought up to me recently. Um. I've had different offers sitting there like, yo, we want to do a, um, the comedy club was talking at one point about doing a late night show. And he said, would you be interested in hosting that? And I was like, maybe, um, you know, there was talk about potentially leveraging me as an influencer because one of the projects I'm working on right now is a travel show within Baltimore for Baltimoreans, like highlighting places because we have a, um, a very uh, maligned uh, represent, representation here. So, mm-hmm. oh, did we lose him? The gentleman, I don't know if we lost him. Are you still there, Rob? Oh, don't know what happened here. The gentleman, he we lost him for a little bit. Hopefully, he comes back to us. It's an interesting conversation. This is what happens when you do. Uh, zoom calls we have technical difficulties i don't know if it's on my end or his end but i think like people know like oh yeah you go to harvard you go to- connection is unstable currently hopefully it comes back on i got you i, I-, I can hear you can you hear me ah so unstable see ladies and gentlemen oh are you back yeah i'm back there I- you go I don't know. I, I think someone was, was shooting over here. I don't know what happened, but uh, everything. <laughs> don't worry about it, man. Yeah, yeah, so, um, spontaneous stuff happened here all the time, man. <laughs> so so uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, so ultimately, to, to answer your question, what I would want to do, um, where, where I would want to take it is be in a spot where you get trust. You get trust as to being a personality. You get trust as being an influencer. I would want to do a weekly show, not nightly, but maybe weekly to bi-weekly. Like when I look at who inspires me? I like what Deez and Zamero are doing. I, I like that. I want to be in that kind of niche, but and I want to be able to do it where it's not purely the entertainment component. Mm-hmm. It's that, but also being able to put Baltimore on because I love my city, and um, I want to be able to just put that out there. And that's a big piece of it for me, uh, being able to do my thing, put myself over, get myself over. Mm-hmm. And it could be, it could be anything from like, yo, we, we bring in Rob Lee from Baltimore to um, commentate for this wrestling match. Great. 
let's do it, you know, or imagine. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan and, and, and being in that, you know, kind of spot where it's like, I'm a local personality that has a little more broad appeal. Mm-hmm. That That's what I'm, what I'm looking for. And, you know, you got to be realistic, I think, where we, I, I was, uh, I'm actually going to be on this um, thing tomorrow. Um, it's a round table and we're talking about like the state of black podcasters <laughs> and um, state of it's, black podcasters. it's interesting. It's interesting. And, um, uh, one of the things is a lot of people that get that delusion and I, I kind of posted a meme earlier that uh, was a, a meme about YouTube, you know, check out my um, video on how to get rich, you know, my 75 <laughs> ways of how to get rich and people are sold that idea. I've been doing it long enough and people will say, Oh, well, you're just not successful. That's not how I quantify success. I quantify it as, am I going to keep doing the show? Am I going to keep doing it? Am I having good exchanges with people? Am I meeting good people such as yeah. yourself? So, you know, my thing is, I, I don't quantify it in that way, continually doing it. But a lot of people are given this idea that, yeah, you'll be able to quit your day job. You'll be able to do this. You know, you'll be able to make a hundred grand a year. And it's just like, or, or more. And it's like, eh, those people are chosen. Yeah. Those people are chosen very quickly. And, and they can fall off quickly too. That's- yes. And, and here, here's the thing, like Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan, um, Adam Carolla, uh, all of these guys they already had a following going into it that wasn't in podcasting. So I don't know about you, but my background is in podcasting, not in comedy, not in movies or what have you. I'm trying to do the reverse of that. So people don't recognize that. It's just like, oh, podcasts are popping. So I do a podcast and then suddenly, you know, I got clout. (laughs) It's not how it works. Mm -mm. So you got to be realistic. Yeah. No. So here I have another question because I think, you know, I want to pick your brain. 11 years. That's like a long time. Um, Last year, I was pretty much at a tail end yeah. where I... Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Sucking audio, dude. Uh, last year, I was kind of in a point where I was like, I'm done with podcasting. I was going to go on a media tour this year. Like, this year was going to be my last year. I was going to go... I was going to whore myself out. But like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm fucking doing this. Get the name out. And at the end of the year, be like, bitches, I'm done. You don't got to hear this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to tell my guys until two months before I pulled the plug and I was just done. Like I was drained. Like I was just tired of it. Like I felt like it was becoming more of a, of a job than something fun to do. Yeah. And you know, sad enough COVID hit and I started noticing more people listening. And then I had my sister and I'll come in and be like, Hey, I want to do the, I want to do my own show. And it's kind of dragged on to now doing what we do the Ramley network. But any point during your 11 year span, were you, were you ever in that point where we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just done. Like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's not, it's not, this shit's, this poop's not fun anymore. <laughs> uh, it, it happens regularly. Um, it, it's, it's something that I think you're able to pivot around. Like, oh. um, I, I look at my podcast um, in relationship with podca- podcasting as like a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. this is my most stable long-term relationship. Uh, I, I mentioned, um, it was a really interesting period. I want to say, it was two really bad periods. Uh, I, I'll say in it, like I, we, we had two long periods where I just didn't record anything, like maybe six to eight month periods. Uh, one, I was just displaced. I was waiting for this house. So I didn't have any of my equipment. So that was an issue. Mm-hmm. And it was another where it just had like a really bad period of just, just not being good, just, you know, depression and all of that shit. So it's just like, eh, I really feel like talking about dicks and people getting <laughs> shot in the dicks or whatever. So, so, um, but I, I, I'll mention 
two things that I think are important. Uh, one, back in, I want to say 2013, I, I was out of work for a bit and I just got this new job. And I was like, all right, cool. And this is the beginning of me working in higher ed. And I was still podcasting and all of that stuff, but it was just like, I didn't have that balance. So I think you need, for me, I need the balance. So I need to have money coming in so I can pay for these new cables or whatever I need for the podcast. So um, working there for a while, podcasting started getting popping again and it was going well. And the place, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big name university. They said we were trying to develop a whole department for podcasters. And I happened, I happened to hit them up. And I'm living a very artist lifestyle. I had yeah. like the Stevie B hair. I don't know how old you are with the Stevie B hair. I had that going on. I, I was just like, I was living like a wild life and um, dating like nine different chicks. It was amazing. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was a reckless. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, time to do the podcast, baby. I'll see you later. <laughs> Blowing kisses and shit. So um, I go there and I sold out. I, I, sh- I shaved my beard, cut my hair down, put on a suit. And it was just, it was, it didn't feel great. It didn't feel like a good move. So I go there and I knew I was selling out, but I was like, this is going to give me the opportunity to do my art, if you will, and, and get paid for it. So oh, this you is were looking cool. like this? I, I was looking like that. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> that was your goal? Hell yeah. I, I, I can picture, I can picture that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like, spring love, come back to me. And uh, <laughs> so, so I, um, I go there for this interview. The interview goes well. And I was just like, okay, cool. I think I got this job. I was like, this selling out might've worked. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next interview, it just, it, I did well, but they just didn't want me. And I felt like I sold out because I got, I wiped the podcast. Like I got rid of every episode and just put one cheesy ass clean, like something for your portfolio out there. And I kind of like sacrificed the podcast for a little bit. And I felt like, yeah, I sacrificed what's been important to me for a job. And I was like, I'll never do that again. That was Mm -hmm. a really weird period because I was at the point where if they say, yeah, you know, we listened and we found out about this podcast, you'll have to stop that if you want to do this. I was considering that, you know? No. And um, it wasn't the right, right, right choice. It wasn't the right fit. And I think it was a blessing that they um, just decided not to go in my direction. The, uh, the other instance, it was, it was a trade-off. So going back into that, that thing I mentioned before where people want to get my network, bring in my content or what have you is there. So it was this guy, um, he was like a white dude from Pennsylvania um, and, you know, a little, little north of where we're at. And he, he was an audio engineer. So I learned a lot from him, right? Uh, learned certain equipment to do and, and bring in and how to use it and all of that stuff. So it was a, it was a trade-off. It was a good trade-off. And I was like, yeah, um, I was doing five podcasts at that time, by the way. Shit. So he wanted to bring in the entire network. And I did all the editing on those. I was on four of the five. So okay. I had a very busy week <laughs> and he wanted to bring over the entire network because he wanted the content. And I said, tell you what, I'll drop doing one of my podcasts and I, and just to clear up the slot and I'll do one specifically for your network and it has a trade off for you teaching me how to do some of this stuff. And we wanted to have a relationship with them and grow and all of that stuff. You know, I was like, this will be a trial thing. If it goes well, then maybe we'll bring over the whole network. So we had a lot of uh, unrest here. We had the uh, 2015, we had the yeah. Freddie Gray stuff and all of that. So he was bringing in more people and they were very vocal about how they felt about Baltimore. 
And I was vocal how I felt about them. I started throwing shots. They were throwing shots specifically at the city. And I started throwing shots specifically at their acumen as a podcaster. So I get a nasty email after um, I put out, I'm putting out episodes regularly. We're doing, we're doing good. We know what the numbers are. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I just feel like you guys aren't really a fit for what we're doing. And one of the podcasters I had smoke with uh, Mm -hmm. that was under this network, she was funding a lot of, she was giving the guy like money. So she had a little bit more say. And I became an enemy. I was her enemy because I called her out for her bullshit. And he gave me the, yeah, we just don't think it's a fit, you know, tonally. It's not you, it's us type uh-huh. of thing. <laughs> so I was just like, and I was, I was thinking, kind of going back into the sellout thing a little bit. I was like, yo, did I connect with this dude and kind of take these L's? I was like, nah, I learned from it. Mm-hmm. But I was in a plot spot where I was like, this feels like work. This feels like, because you know me and dan would do that shit um do that show and it was called um fanboys and if i if i can find the logo i'll send it to you we okay. look so mad we look like that's the logo we decided to take the picture as the logo we're on a couch we're on a couch in my apartment um back in the day and we just look like fuck this and we were what we would do is um so dan's background was is in law he he was um he was a like a clerk for um the law offices here so we would put pop culture on trial so it would be different shows and all of that and oh, this is shit. a concept that that i came up with and i'm like yeah you know let's let's rate it let's re- review it and all of this stuff and we just didn't have a lot of interest in it it was like one of those throwaway kind of kind of yeah. things and i was like this could be good for one um episode or what have you but i don't know if i want to do this regularly it just felt a little hokey so um, we pitched him that, and we pitched him this other show called the uh, the Craigslist Files, where we were going over personal um, personal ads in oh, Craigslist. Shit. And it's like, yo, she want to smash or not? That was essentially <laughs> what the podcast was, and he was a very offended by what we were doing. I was like, nah, do the other one, do the TV review. One. Wow, I think I think both shows are freaking great. I would, what the yes, is <laughs> so part of I guess he was right that we just didn't have the same vision, but um. I, I guess I got into a spot where, you know, I would see that I started seeing more and more stuff from them that they were learning a lot from me, but it made it seem like they were giving me more than they were actually getting from yeah. me. And just that whole email of, I believe they said, um, I treated them like redhead, redheaded stepchildren. I was like, how? What are you talking about? And I was like, eh, cool. Buy your cardio or whatever. I was like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it, it was just like those instances where, for me, when I put myself in a spot where I'm not being congruent to the reason why I'm doing it and congruent to what my values are as a podcaster or as a creator, mm. um, it, it kind of takes away a lot of the luster and your energy and wanting to do it. No, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started the Rambling Network was because I don't think anybody could tell, contain what the fuck we're doing. It's, I think it'd be hard to go somewhere and be like, we like your shit, but don't say this word. Don't say that. Don't talk about this. And please don't emphasize on this anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I can do that. And so to me, it was kind of like, fuck, let's just let's start our own shit. Let's start our own record, you know, basically our own label. And let's yeah. just run with it. And, you know, we're lucky enough we've had a success with it. And so far, we've, we've had some sort of success, if you, I want to call it, I guess. No, absolutely. I think when you're able to say what you want, have what you want, do what you want, you feel, you feel ownership of it. You, you don't feel like you're a worker. And, you know, it may be hard work. It may be, you know, a bunch of stuff that you got to just put in it. You're like, I don't want to fucking do this right now. But you feel much better when you're putting the content out there. Like, 
if you would have put a you if you would have like someone else kind of having their their fingers in what you're doing and then you put on a show that's bad you might stop might not want to do it yeah. they, they call it a i think they had a they called it a phenomenon called pod stopping because there's a lot of podcasts out there that if you go on like what is it uh like apple podcasts you'll see a bunch of podcasts that are out there that are still ranked that haven't recorded a show in two, three years. Yes, I, I, I've noticed that. I'm like, what the fuck? How are you guys? What? What? I'm like, oh, probably they don't they don't stream it there no more. And I, that was my impression. But yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, the, the the notion of pod stopping and you know people are sensitive or what have you. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, this is not going to work in this way. Um, and you know, at times we'll we'll have like a show that might you know we'll have a, cr- a constructive conversation. I, I think like you know it's very much Dan's white but I'm very much a black guy and what we talk about our subject matter, we lean towards like not, we don't lean in any specific area, but if we did, it would be a black podcast. And um, I think, you know, Dan and I, we've had maybe two fights on air. One was about soccer and, uh, and, and like years (laughs) later, like, like currently, like I want to say it was a, who do you follow soccer? Not a big fan of the other two guys are fucking huge fans. Okay. So it was a guy that's like, Dan's Italian. So one of the guys is on like the Italian, like, like national team or some shit. And, you know, he was just talking about like race and all of this shit. And I told Dan, I was like, yeah, well, you know, that team has some bullshit going on there. And I was like, you know, videos of Italian fans throwing bananas at this dude or what have you. And he was like, I don't think that happened. And I was just like, huh. And we had a fight about it. I was like, I know that I'm right. I'll just yeah. let it go. And, but the episode was not a good one because we both got quiet for like the last 30 minutes. So if you're doing like a contest and you're doing a podcast with someone else and you're not talking to each other for like the last half of it, it's not good radio. No, it's not. It becomes that kind of like, ah, fuck, how do you break this tension type shit? I've had that happen here a couple of times with the guys where like, we'll argue about something or they'll argue about something and it comes that tension. We're like, ah, shit, what the fuck? Like, how do you break this tension? Like, ah, shit. Oh, let me just throw out a gay joke. That'll break the tension. <laughs> Usually that's helped, but I mean, it's, I think it would be harder when it's only you two, where I'm lucky enough I have, like, if they're arguing, the other guy will still talk to me, and the other guy will be like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> and that's usually the case. Like, they will be like, man, fuck you. And he'll be in the corner, and he'll wait until his tipper tension's over, and then he'll join in. But I can, I can see where you two will be like, man, fuck you, man, fuck you. And it will be... And we had to have a we had to have a conversation after it um like later and so now and, and, and the thing is like we had the conversation later and it was like days later maybe even a week and it's coming up on like are we recording this week or not and it's like yeah we need to have this conversation before we record again so now when it's something that I don't think either went well on the show or he doesn't think went well on the show I, we try to talk about it within like a day or so just like all right this didn't work and this is why this didn't work or you know, really, what are you aiming for? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm sure the, I'm sure everyone plays a amped up version. Like, like again, wrestling, you, you have a gimmick version of yourself. Oh, hell yeah. So I, you know, like I'm not a complete asshole, but I'm, I lean towards being an asshole. You know what I mean? I, and, I relate to you. I, I'm not an asshole, but put the mic in my face. So I'll be the biggest fucking heel. You're going to see me. Right yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so it was just like one of those things where I was just like, all right, you know, like I'll have this conversation with a co-host, you know, and I'm like, yeah, so really what lane are you going for here? Because you're saying stuff that conflicts with what you're saying before. And I believe that um, podcasting is personal selling. So 
you don't listen to a podcast if you don't like the people that are on it. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a discernible personality in, in a lane that you're in, and, it, and your lane can be not having a lane, but it's like, it means being consistent is ultimately what it is. And some people don't get it. So, you know, when I had this conversation, you know, with this co-host, he's like, just tell me what you want me to be. I was like, you be whatever you want to be, but just pick which one. And, you know, we can go for now. It's like, you know, when someone asks me, what is Rob, who is Rob and how is this? They can listen to five minutes to get an idea of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like I'm a little bit of a hypocrite on the show and they, they'll get that. They'll see that. Um, but, you know, they can listen to five, six, seven episodes. And it's like, who are you again? What role do you play? And, and that's the thing. Like, you don't want to give a, at least in my opinion, you don't want to give a, um, you don't want to give the audience like question marks on something. It's like, why is this person this way? You, you want to give them like, all right, I understand why this person said that. I understand why this, mm-hmm. this, that's on brand for this person. That's ultimately what you're looking for. Not bad. See, I, I got to pick your brand then, bro. Fuck, 11 years. I, I keep emphasizing 11 years, dude. Like you got. I'm happy to do ex- it, man. A lot of experience under your belt when it comes to this podcasting game, dude. Like, shit. I'm barely four <laughs> years in and I, I feel I'm still, I'm still a newbie. I feel like, uh, like I, well, he did an interview and they're like, well, you know, you're going to do a lot of episodes. And I'm like, dude, I still believe I'm in episode two. Like, I still think I suck. I'm my worst critic. I'm always telling the guys that I think this episode sucked. I don't think it's good. And so even when I praise myself, like I just said earlier, I think it's a yeah. great episode. I go, but next one's going to be shit though. We can't have, we can't, we can't continue going back to back good episodes. Soon enough, we're gonna have a bad one. And they're the ones that are optimistic. No, no, we're good. We're good. I'm like, no, we're not. We're actually not that good. I'm, I, like I said, I was very surprised that you reached out to me. I'm surprised yeah, yeah. That other podcasters decided to come on the show. I'm like, oh shit, man. Like you guys actually listen to us. So, so actually, one, one, I believe one, I have like three listeners at the time. <laughs> one, one thing that I, I try to, and it might be useful. Mm-hmm. I try to reset. I was like, you know, like what is, what am I attempting to do? What is my intent here? So, um, because um, I've taught a few classes in podcasting um, at the college that I work at, um, you know, put together a manual and gave like, you know, a couple workshops to some students there that were doing podcasting. And, you know, they, they tried to, they found out how to do it. And it's like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Would you be interested? It's like, yeah, my rate is this to do this. You know what I mean? Cause I've done it before. Yeah. And, um, but I think one of the things I tell them, I was like, what are you aiming to do? Uh, is it to inform? Is it to entertain? What is it? Is it a combination? Is it purely for interviews? W- what is it? And my thing is, I try to lean in what runs naturally for me. I, I, I I'm not a teacher, but I like helping people yeah. along their path. So, and doing Robcast, for instance, I think these are interesting news stories that people miss. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, it's my duty to tell people for getting to the truth in this art, the other podcast that I do that's about like Baltimore, Baltimore culture. It's just like, yo, I want to do my part of helping kind of like strengthen the culture here and show people who are doing good by the culture and also show people who might want to visit and say, yo, is Baltimore safe? Is Baltimore cool? Is Baltimore this, is that? And it's like, yo, we got a dope ass art scene here. We got all of these cool things here. People are doing dope shit. And I think in part is being a person living here and deciding to buy a house here and stay here it's on me to do my part to show like, yo, Baltimore to inform Baltimore's dope. Yeah. It's got problems like any other place, but it's no better or worse than any other city. And, you know, and, and I mean, you'd be surprised. I, I, I would think I was probably in the mindset of like, Oh, Baltimore though. Like, isn't that kind of like straight up, like 
Am I gonna get shot as soon as I get off the plane? Kind of shit. Like I'm not gonna lie, that was kind of maybe. My, I thought, <laughs> shit, there you go. No, but, that was, but no, that, that was my thing, my mentality when it came to the East Coast. Though, like, you know, yeah. I just I flew to Philly like last year, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like with my persona, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not a cocky guy, but I'm also very confrontational. If I think you're rubber, you know, you're trying to be a dick. I'm like, I'm probably gonna get shot up there. Like, you know, these East Coast people, they don't give a fuck. They'll fucking, they'll fucking pop too much as. So I was like going all humbled and everything. Friendliest people I can meet. Friendliest yeah. people. And I'm like, man, that, I want to move here now. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to stop. It was going to be Baltimore, but yeah. we only had a few times. We, we went from, a, it was a, what, a Philly to New York. And I think we were going to go to Boston and Baltimore. But because yeah. I, I had to run back to work, we didn't have the chance to go do those. But I was like, fuck, East Coast is not bad. Yeah, that's well, not bad. We, when we went out there to um to Cali, we we went to we stayed in Long Beach and we were in LA proper for um the Anime Expo a couple years back and um so we were there for the Anime Expo and New Japan had their first um event here in the US so we basically it was like yo this is gonna be a Japanese long weekend so we spent time in Little Tokyo uh we went to the Anime Expo and we went to watch Japanese sweaty guys wrestle I was like this is great so. You know, we, we, I was like, yo, where are the black people out here? And people say, yo, it's, it's black people in Long Beach. I was like, we haven't run into one darkie. What is good? And, you know, my, Waldo. It, yes. No, it and I was just like, yo, I was like, there's some delicious people out here. We were in some shady spots, though. Like, I, I don't know where it was at. I was like, yo, I don't know what's going I was like, I have brown people in my family. I was telling my, my, my buddy and my, co-host from this other show uh, uh unofficially black i was like yo you're not good though i'm good you're not good i was like just so you said i was like say some spanish because otherwise you're done mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like i don't think you're you're eating i don't think you're doing any of the stuff right i don't think you're doing any of the things right and he, i kept fucking with him because um i think this is around the time um to <laughs> Takashi Six Nine was like really just getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. and I just kept calling him Takashi. He was like, "Fuck you!" And I was like, "Nah, <laughs> damn, you gotta get that guy jump. You gotta yes, get him jumped like he did in L.A. in that airport." You're like, "Stop! I'm gonna get jumped like that guy." <laughs> that was the reasoning, and um, I forget where we were at, but I think we we passed like Compton on one of the trains or some shit, and he was just like yo, we can't get off here. We got to go all the way to the end. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get off here. I like to go to where the shit is at or where the place has a reputation. It's a landmark to me. He's just freaking out. I was like, look, <laughs> I don't think anybody's fucking with me here no. at all. I was like, I'm not doing any goofy shit. I was like, you know, we good. And, you know, because um, I'm like 6'4", like, you know, over 300 oh, pounds, I'm a fucking big guy or what have you. Oh, shit. So, Right, right. So, and, oh, and my fuck, never mind. I ain't fucking with you, bro. I'm good with you. And, and my boy's like five six though, so he's like, oh, fuck. he's my height. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different experience. Yeah, we're like, oh, well, you know what, bro? Fuck it, man. No, cut, cut in line. You good? You good? Cut in line. Uh-huh. There's no line, even if there was, cut in line, bro. I'm not even gonna wait. <laughs> but I, I, I really liked it out there. Um, I mean, like, you know, kind of the same thing. You're just like, yo, this is this is dope. Like, people weren't as people weren't like off-putting and weren't like necessarily like welcoming because we're very very much east coast people mm-hmm. but it's just like air quality was great it was fresh out there like the transit system was really good um you know we got racially profiled a couple of times when we was out there so i was like all right this is oh that's the norm that's the norm it, it was just one dude that was like yo is that fucking danny trejo it's like a, just a short dude had the wild beard he just looked at us when 
uh, we got out of this Uber and I just jaywalked. I was like, I'm going to fuck it. Just walked across like, this is East Coast, baby. And my boy gets stopped by the police officer and the dude is like recording the whole thing. He's like, fuck him. Fuck the police department. I was like, this is amazing. Shit. And he was like, what about these women back there that are jaywalking? Why are you talking to these young black men? That's your problem. He was just like talking shit to the police officer. And I was like, this is amazing. This is when we first went to Little Tokyo. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, no, no, <laughs> it, is. Go back. it is. Damn, no, no. But I think, it's, I think you're right. I think the stigma, like I said, to me, the stigma of going to the East, especially, you know, Baltimore anymore. I'm like, nah, that's, that shit's going to be rough out there. I got to like, I'm going to see if I can go find myself a gun and keep it with me that whole time I'm out there. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, I got to find a local gun dealer. But yo, wow. sell me a gun underneath the table. We good. I'm going to keep it here. Give me a ghost gun. We're good. No, like, like etch that uh, registry number off. I yeah. want it. I just want a burner. Just you know, it's fine. I was gonna keep all that, but now I think it's a stigma that people get. Like people that I, I talk to, they'll be like, "Yeah, when I when I went over to the west, I thought that shit was gonna be like I was gonna get mugged. I thought I was gonna get this. You know, I thought I was gonna get profiled by you know Latinos. And I'm yeah. like, why, bro? Like the the it's not like that. And I kind of realized like, wait, the same the same uh, mm-hmm. thing that they have fear. Of going there is the same reason I have I had now I don't now I'm like I'm as soon as COVID's over that's one of the places I want to go. Ultimate, I mean, you pull up, man. Hit me up, man. I'll show you where some shit is at. There you go. Shit, I'm I'm gonna take it for real, man. I've oh. honestly doing this podcast. I've met a lot of people from all different parts, and I'm like, dude, as soon as all this shit's over, believe me, I'm taking this on the road. And that was usually that was gonna be the plan this year was to be going on the road, hitting different podcasts. Yeah. You know, whether it be Texas, Baltimore, New York, Jersey, you know, everywhere be like, hey, you know, we're from this. Can we come up? Can we come up here to shoot the shit for a bit? That was kind of the game plan, taking this shit on the road. Oh, yeah. Like um, one of the um, it's funny, like one guy that I met just kind of similar where I just hit him out of the blue. Like, mm. you know, I think I think podcasters, we don't support either each other shit enough we just Mm -hmm. think that it just works and one thing that i've been trying to get over and i feel like you know i'm just like yelling it no one's listening well some few people are listening i was like you know likes are good you know retweets shares all of that shit is better i need endorsements i i don't need you know well wishes i need endorsements and and that doesn't mean money or Mm -hmm. anything it means just like yo if it may not be for you, share it with someone it may be. We all have, we all know somebody. And that's yeah. the thing that I try to do. Like, you know, I've been doing like ads for different podcasts. I'll hit them up like, yo, want to trade ads? I can record one for you. You record one for me and I'll put it in my show of you, like of your shit. Not like, yeah, I'm checking out Rob. It's like, yo, check out my show. You're tuning into a new episode of blah, blah, blah. I'll put that, you know, and it, it's a trade-off. It's, it's an endorsement. It's a, it's a sign of approval. And, yeah. you know, like I said earlier, my background was in marketing and it's just like, if someone is like, likes what you're doing, they trust what you're doing. And you're saying, these guys are good. I vouch for these guys. Then they'll check these guys out. And podcasters don't do it. They think that I just throw some money to it. I, I, I let the algorithm do the job. I go to Facebook and I just spend all of this money on Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram ads, and then boom, I'm successful. Or I get more downloads. You don't you have to spend a lot of money to do that because it takes time to build up that behavior. And I think, you know, having an email list, having like people endorse what you're doing, that's more effective in my opinion. It, it feels like a little counterintuitive, but it's a little more effective, but oh, getting that endorsement within your own community um, of podcasters, that's the way to at least start it. So like you might have five followers, I might have six followers, 
that means I'm going to tell my six followers to check out your podcast. And that's the way that's supposed to work. If it, if one of, if you get one or two of those six to come over, you gain, you gain 40% increase. No, and I completely agree. I, I love pod, the podcast community. I think the one thing that I, uh, I think one of, the, one of the key reasons why I wanted to leave to, it's ultra competitive and I don't see a reason why there's so many different podcasts, mm-hmm. for everything. It's almost, I, I kind of contribute po- podcasting like to the porn industry. There's a different niche for everybody. You like yeah. anal, this anal. You like DP, this DP. Like same thing with podcasts. You, you like people talking about, you know, Craigslist ads. There's a fucking podcast <laughs> for that. There's different avenues. Why, why are we out here trying to slash each other's throats? That's one of the reasons why I like doing two youths, you know, bringing you and bringing uh, out of the blank podcast and, you know, Chuck goes to the movie. I like bringing those guys in because I get to know them and we get to share content each other. Like, Hey, you know, and guess what? I I listen to the podcast. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have known a lot of these podcasts exist. I was so close minded. And you're right, getting that approval, like out of the blank podcast gives me gave me an approval, like, oh damn, he actually listens to my stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like it's something like that. You're right. It's better than spending money building an audience. No, it's word of mouth because maybe, you know, your people be like, I like your stuff, but I just heard rambling. Oh shit, I'm gonna go listen to this now. They would have not yeah. known if it wasn't for you coming to my show or you saying, Hey, I'm gonna be on his show. I, I got to, I got to uh, out of the blank based on, I went to this podcast. Did you hear from High Spoon? Yes. So I hit him up one day and I was like, yo, great idea. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, smoking weed and reviewing cereals, a fucking great idea. He's <laughs> like, can I be on your podcast? He's like, I don't even know if it's a podcast. I was like, you figure that shit out. I want to come on and fucking smoke a bowl <laughs> and talk about fuck, fucking, fucking cereal. And, you know, we did it. And he was like, yo, you should help my guy, um, you know, out of the blank, hit up Robbie. And then we did our thing, and it's just like, to your point, I would have never known these guys. Like, exactly. I, I, I met the, um, the one dude locally here, um, No Picks at the Dark, a dude named Aaron Dante. He's cool. He's cool as shit. He, he was on my Getting to the Truth and His Odds podcast, and ultimately, he was doing a pod um, just talking with Baltimoreans. It's like a community, having a commu- mm-hmm. conversation with the community. And he, he's a new dad. So it was like, basically, like, almost like a time capsule for his kid. Like, yo, these are you who your dad knew back in the day. So you should listen to these when his kid gets older. And I was like, that's a good ass idea. And it's showing like, yo, however they put us out there, because any of these places, they will rebrand your shit. You know what I mean? Like, you, you watch certain things like, how like people talk about Brooklyn, they make it a joke. It's deprecated. It's uh, it's a Whole Foods. It's a Shake yeah. Shack or what have you. They will do that to your place wherever. So whatever had like culture, whatever is the art part of your town, you know, let the wrong hands get on it. That shit will disappear. And that's what I think podcasters can be in a spot where they try to preserve it. Like this is something that I did at this period of time. This is something I did with these people. This is what I was thinking. And then this is what podcasting was. Now, like, like I said, you know, being involved in it in so many years, I see how it's changed. It's to your point, it's turned into this cutthroat thing. It's turned into this, I'm not returning emails. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And, yo, if you want me to come on your show, this is what my rate is. And it's just like, yo, I'm, I know you. I know you personally. Like, what are we doing here? And, you know, for me, as a person that I like to see people succeed, yeah. I don't look at people as competition. So, you know, because I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. At one point in the professional realm, absolutely. But in podcasting, it feels more pure. It's like, yo, you do what you do. I do what I do. There's some overlap. There's some correlation. 
cool, let's bring it together. Now, granted, <laughs> there is one podcast that I had some smoke with for a while because oh, shit, okay. Tell a dish it out here. I'll tell you the one I had too. <laughs> they they tried to take our name. What the fuck? If you look for, if you just look for Robcast, there's a bunch of Robcasts out there. So at one point I was like, all right, we have more than Robcast. So let's just call it MTR, the network. And then it was a podcast called Movie Trailer Reviews. And they were going by MTR Network. So they would get clicks and hits and people, I've been on podcasts. They say, yeah, you guys talk about movie reviews. I was like, I think you got the wrong people. So we, we started, we had this campaign we were doing, we were using the hashtag, not those other guys. And we just kept like, just like shading them and shit. And the wild part about it, the guy that runs their shit, his name is Rob as well. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I was getting really uptight about it. I was just like, yo, and I don't wish them anything like that or anything mm -hmm. along those lines, but I am aware of what, you know, they did. Like, you know, mine's is 2009. You guys did yours a couple years later like three years later or so and i just noticed like a little dip in traffic around that time that they started popping and there was some overlap in what they were talking about and what we were talking about and i'm like huh and i was just like eh, maybe it's coincidental but it's just really really weird and again no well no no ill will but it's just like one of those things of all right this is not how that should work so i'd rather bow out and just say all right I'm not going to call it Robcast because, you know, purely Robcast because there is a podcast out there that's older than ours. And this is coincidental. That's why I'm giving MTR Network a little bit of benefit of the doubt that um, it's a podcast called Robcast. And it's a guy that is like religious. And I was like, I hope people don't come looking for his over here because I'm, I'm talking about dudes and dudes like punching people in the asshole and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Women licking taints and shit and flossing with G-strings. So I was just like, let's make it the point to call it Mastermind Teams Robcast, give it the full thing mm -hmm. and try to make that distinction. Use it almost like this is not going to be legally dis distinct. And the problem is, I think with podcasters, we're all one cease and desist away <laughs> from, oh, <yeah. laughs> from someone that's, like, you can't use that artwork, my guy. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, that's why I started steering away on the intro music. I would be like sampling from like different stuff from different artists. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I'm going to use Nas for the, my intro for my boxing one. I'm going to use, you know, uh, seven nation army for the soccer one. I'm going to use Eddie Murphy's party all the time for the rambling one. Now, uh -huh. I'm like, sooner or later, I'm going to get a fucking letter telling me you need to see some sister shit. You need to stop everything. So I've gotten those before, by the way. I'm, I'm, I, I was for, for afraid a wrestling of that. podcast. No, for a wrestling podcast. We, it was just one. So, before unofficially black happened me and that same guy greg we used to listen so you know how like they they do um they would do a twitch and you'll have like the little box of you reviewing the thing as mm -hmm. it's happening so we didn't know how to do that at the time so we would sit there and it would just be like this zoom screen right and just us reacting to the to the event as it's happening but it's no context of the event so it's oh, just shit. two guys like damn yo, that was a wild super kick so we, we were calling it the super kick party and I was like, yo, we could just call it skip the super kick podcast party. And he was just like, yeah, that's a good name. I was like, yeah, it's a little bit of a play, but it's a little distinct from super kick party from the young bucks. So I think after a while we were doing it, I was like, all right, we should hit up MCW, uh, Maryland championship wrestling. And we were going there we recorded, we were at an event and we recorded, we were sitting there shading the show. Like this is bullshit. And we didn't know the promoter was right next to us. We were just talking oh, wild spicy. And, we, 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 we did like some stuff. We did a recording and all this different shit. We went live a few times, all of this. 
So he got our emails and he just sent us basically letterhead. <laughs> it was a season assessed. Damn. I was like, shit. I was like, guess we're not doing that anymore. Yep. Oh, no, no. I steered away from doing that. That's why we have our, uh, our Mr. Lou, who's a musician, basically plays all the intros we have as original right now. We're, yeah, trying, we're, we're trying to, we're reverting, we're, no, we're converting now to original music. Now, sampling music is different because sometimes we like watching movies in the background. So sometimes yeah. you hear the movie. The movies in the background, or he'll play music. Be like, "Oh, this is a cool song that was made on." You know, there was. I'm like, "Dude, like, we're gonna get." That's why YouTube kicked us out. So one, we had the same thing, yeah. For for all the for the fucked up humor we have, of course, the fucked up humor. And secondly, we don't own Eric Clapton's cocaine, so we can't play it. Even I mean, but, I, you own, but you own cocaine now. I I mean, I'm not gonna confirm or deny that, but <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm or deny. <laughs> Just uh, what do you mean? I don't get you. I don't get what you mean. I don't get what you mean. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think if the content in it, it was this period where you could get around certain things, but because podcasts have gotten so much more popular, that they'll put the onus on who's holding the podcast. So if you're syndicated through, let's say, Apple or Google or whatever, they're the responsible body. So the same way that. When Prince didn't want any of his shit on YouTube, if you would post to Prince anything, that shit would get flagged. And you get so many strikes that your shit is gone. So that's that's the deterrent. But, you know, I, like there are review podcasts out there, like the Ranger Network, the Rewatchables. They review movies. They will have the trailer in there. They will have clips from the movie, their best lines, and so on. Um, OSW Review, which is a great wrestling podcast, Irish dudes, what have you, but they're re reviewing all of like the old oh, attitude shit. error. It's really fun. It's really good. It's like 80 episodes. Definitely check it out. Yeah, check um, it out, the name. Yeah, it's, it's dope. Um, and they reviewed the old wrestling stuff. So sometimes they get that they have to remove and clean up certain elements because they're a video podcast. So they'll take certain clips of matches. Let's say I was listening to, um, WrestleMania 17. So it's the rock versus I'm still cold. Yeah. And yeah, so they had that in there and all of that. So it's just like, yeah, this might be a little delayed going out because we're waiting for WWE to approve us having it in there because they'll send them a fucking cease and desist through YouTube. And um, YouTube is a little behind um, as far as when they get their content out. So they'll have it on like daily motion or um, Vimeo first. And then YouTube will get it later because they have to get through a few more pieces of red tape for YouTube. But in it, the point is that any of these things, I think if your content is a review of something, then you should be fine. I, I think it's looking at it, but it's like, you should be fine because you're not saying you own it. You're saying that you're, you're acknowledging that this is coming from this place. Yeah. I'm giving credit and all of that. It's like when you're writing the paper and you're like, ah, here's my bibliography. <laughs> you know, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or, or whatever the fuck. And I think too often podcasters don't have that shit organized in a way that you can just get around with that. Because if we're sitting there and we're talking about movies that we like, you know, or things or whatever we like, content that we like, it gives a little, what is it, like soundscaping when you're able to put in a little bit of a segment from it yeah. or a piece from it. And when it's just lacking, we, so it's something that we might do. I just don't know how I want to do it yet. We had this, we had this conversation about podcasts that we want to have back. Like, man, this is an episode we didn't write. We didn't quite hit the mark here. Do you want to redo it? We were talking about doing that. And this is like years later, right? Oh, so we shit. had this, 
we had this one podcast episode where we called it Euro Queers, and we were singing along to all of these like '90s dance songs, and I forgot to put on the track. Of so the did you guys sing dance. it? Yes, off key <laughs> with no instrumental, no nothing, and we probably get flagged with YouTube or what have you. But I was just like, you know, like because I, I I find humor in this. So in those old songs, like, like, like power, ace of bass, any of those songs, right? Like snap power, I have the power and shit. You would have the big bass voice, black guy. <laughs> I find that to be really fucking funny. And I was just like, yo, can we, can we just talk about these? And I realized that Dan was into those same songs as well. He's like, yeah, man, Hathaway, man, what is love? Baby don't hurt me. And we just started going <laughs> down this list and started singing along to him and the track didn't play. I was like, we need to redo that podcast or at least that segment because it's really fucking funny. And, um, you know, Ace of Bass was in there, all of this different stuff. And it gave me the idea of it, it maybe even doing a podcast called like the rap part podcast. And it's like, mm. judge the quality of the rap in these songs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna rate these bars real quick. Shit. Going to back to that thing, you can yeah. like how movie directors do with their old movies, the remastered version with, mm. with, with added commentary. The podcasters cut. Yeah. The podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing. There you go. You know how to do it right. Holy shit. That could, that, could, that could be fire. That could be fire. And um, I remember I, I had one of my, um, so in it, like, I, in, in, during the course of the podcast, I've had, I've had three relationships on the course of the podcast. Two of the girls that I dated have been on podcasts on this network. My current oh. girlfriend has not been on it. And that's purposeful. Because it's like the other two didn't go well. I think the podcast is like, you cheating on me? <laughs> you know, so the, 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 second, the second girlfriend, we did a show, we did an episode together where basically I think we were just kind of just talking about how we were going to like do nasty shit to each other once I turned the mic off. Oh, that shit. was pretty much the, but we were doing it really coded. It's like, yeah, so uh, this fire nice condom. We were just doing this conversation. It was getting very inappropriate. <laughs> and and um, she, she hit me recently and she was like, so where can I find that episode we did like in 2012? I was like, uh, it's still on the website. She's like, send that to me. And I was like, Ugh. oh shit, what? So, so she was like, look, if I ever come back to Baltimore, she's like not here. She's like, if I ever come back to Baltimore, would you be interested in redoing that? Cause I was like, tell me more. You know, she was like, well, I realized how ignorant I was. Cause I was like fucking 23 and I didn't know shit. And I was like, ah, she was like, I sound like kind of a thought and i was like well <laughs> i mean yeah. if you want to redo it i'm all for it so i think that's an avenue that podcasters can do especially mm -hmm. in this this period that we're in of um so like when you get into a spot where you have a podcast that's as long as as old as mine's is or yeah. been around as long as mine's is and and other people you know how when you get some degree of notoriety and success suddenly mm -hmm. We found these tapes of you saying this fucked up shit. It's like, no. And me, I'm vehement. I was like, whatever I said, I said that shit. I don't give a fuck. And that's just what it is. Mm. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, be wary that the more you put out there, it's like your resume. If you put in some shit, you can suppress things. If they ask for it, fine. But if you are willingly putting it out there, you're just opening yourself up to it. And because podcasts are getting more attention and more shit like that, you open yourself up to having more of those instances. So I think it might be an opportunity for people to say, yeah, this was some shit that I said that may have been wrong, that may not have been good, that may not have been forward thinking. Let me clean that up. Let me redo that. Let me, you know, re, you know, touch it. And 
I don't know if you like Hannibal Bars. You know Hannibal Bars? Yes. So he didn't get the rights to one of his records. And he, I think this was recent. And he just ended up re-recording the entire set. Taylor Swift did the same thing when she couldn't get her masters and shit. Yeah. She just ended up re-recording the whole thing. So I was like, if people are doing that, it goes back to it. If you feel like you're uncomfortable with what kind of person you were early on in your podcast mm-hmm. career, you might want to go back in just like, eh, I'm not going to put these out there or maybe I'm going to re-record something or, you know, clean up some stuff. But I mean, podcasting to me, it's kind of like you, you, you mentioned, it's like a time capsule of your, your state. To me, like, of course, like, I already know that the more I'm going to keep doing this, the more that one day someone's going to come in and be like, do you remember in episode 115, you said this shit? I already know that's going to happen to me. But in my, and I look at it and the guys too were like, you know, that was, you know, whether right or wrong. And, you know, like our thing is always, we say it in a jokey man, like none of thing is ill will. But today's society is very uh, sensitive. Mm -hmm. But look, that was the mentality. That was the, the, the mood, the moment. When we said that it, the- that was what it is. I think, you know, and I think it's a good idea. I think, you know, people to go back and, you know, do the kind of the direct podcast cut. But to me, it's like, what I, I would think about it right now, like, when I go back and I know my guys right away will be like, no, fuck no. We, we said it at the moment, you know, we've never really said anything to hurt anybody. It's always right. in, a, in a comedic way. And I think if people don't notice it as a comedic thing, then that's their own fault. And I think, would I go back? No, I wouldn't go back. That's I said it. It's it was done. It's in the ether now. It's in the fucking in, in space. Yeah. And, you know when aliens look in and maybe my podcast plugs in in their antenna. They'll be like, "Yeah, we're just let's steer the ship somewhere else." I don't know if I want to go in there and get punched in the asshole or punched in the dick hole. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I think especially right now, I think if any, if, and this is my opinion, if you want to go back and redo your stuff, I mean, it's kind of like you're trying to erase what you did before. It, in my view, and and, and nope. I, it's a time capsule like that episode. With it's always gonna be there, you know. It, and it's always good to look back because I, I usually always go back and look and be like, "Fuck, I can't believe I said that shit. I can't believe I thought like that. I can't believe I thought that was funny." That, here's, but here's that's your mentality. Here's, the middle, here's yeah. the middle ground. I think. Go for it. I I agree with you. Like I think you're right with. So look at how when all of this race shit started getting more attention and people were like, yeah, let's get rid of blackface. I was like, no, motherfucker, you knew blackface was trash when you fucking recorded that shit. So I, so from that standpoint, yes, you know what? Own that shit. Sit in that shit. Be there. And whatever comes from is whatever comes from it. I think, I think if you control your content and you're putting your own content out there, the only thing that I would do in it, if you're not like with um, YouTube, you can do, you not YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, you could do a trailer. Hmm. I would do a trailer for anything that was past, like, if you know this was like, let's say when Caitlyn Jenner shit was going on and, you know, people had a lot of knee jerk reactions to like trans folks and shit, right? It's like, all right, for those who are sensitive, here's my quick fucking 30 second disclaimer of the shit you may hear in there. And I'll be it. It's just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about this again. I'm not going to go over this again. Unless it's just something that I'm like, okay, this was a bad take. This doesn't make me, it's like, this was not done well. This, I didn't get this over the way that I intended it. Mm. That, that's the only way I see where I would probably, and that's why the whole Euroqueers thing didn't work. If I feel like this didn't represent what I was trying to do, mm. not in terms of how someone else feels about it, because they can feel however they feel. I've had women come back to me yeah, you kind of hate women in here and just basically telling me to change my content. I'm like, I don't 
hate anyone. It's like, what it is, is you don't understand nuance. You don't understand satire. And I was like, how in this same conversation while I'm talking about like fucking a watermelon that you got offended by this one piece of it. It's like, I don't get it. Like understand that it's not a serious thing. And, I, and that's the same thing that you're getting. And it's like, yo, this was said tongue in cheek and understand that. But I think maybe the middle ground for people to protect themselves, because ultimately when you get something, when you feel like you've kind of ascended and as much hard work goes into these things, yeah. And someone just wants to take it away from you because of sour grapes. Um, for the longest time, and this is, this is interesting, for the longest time, I only had one review on uh, Apple. Really? And, All that time you've been doing it, one review? Uh-huh. Right, I just, right. I, 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 I don't know shit sometimes. I didn't have, I had like one written review. I had like five star reviews and shit like that, mm-hmm. but nobody went write anything. So it was this one chick, and I was being a little bit of a scumbag, but it wasn't like a podcast scumbag. I was a little bit of a scumbag in real life. Oh, shit, okay. And, uh, and not in a kind of problematic way, but more in a calling people on that shit sort of way and not being really apologetic and mindful of people's feelings. So I, she, she was saying that she was one age and I knew she was older. And, I told, and she was like, how, why would you ask me how old I was? And I was like, well, because you're saying you're this and I can judge by your knuckles that you're probably 10 years older. And she was like, that is so fucking mean. She wrote this long ass three paragraph, no. basically shitting on me and posted it to Apple, like on a podcast, because we were talking about the podcast at one point. And I was like, this has nothing to do with the podcast. I reached out to Apple when I found out it was there. I did a podcast about it too. When I found out it was there and I told him, I was like, this is a personal attack on me. It has nothing to do with the content. And they reviewed it and they just got rid of it. They got rid of the uh, review because they said, yeah, this doesn't say anything about the podcast. This is about you as an individual. And for the longest time, I was like, why do we got one star? You know what I mean? Because it was like, that was like the first review. And I was like, shit. Someone goes like, let me check out. Whoa, whoa. Who is this person? One thing I hate about Apple is that if you could put a good review and it takes like a day or two to fucking pop up. You put one bad review, like pops up. I'm like, what the fuck? For the longest I thought. People hate us because I only got like one or two stars. And there was yeah. one review of a guy going, try to listen to your show, but you guys chew on the microphone too much. I can't listen to it. And, I, and we, we bashed them for <laughs> half an hour. And I go, out of all the dumb shit that we say, you took Chewing. offense that a motherfucker was eating a potato chip on a microphone. So I got, and we named his fucking username. I go, we dedicate this to you. And we dedicated 10 seconds of eating chips on the fucking microphone. As well, you should. As and, well, you should. And people ended up going, that was the fucking funniest thing you ever done. And now we, we end up doing that now. If we get one bad review, we read it and we're like, all right, well, here's our response to your fucking, you know, bitchiness about it. Dan, Dan has a, um, he has an email. Uh, <laughs> he has an email account called Jerk Ass Comments. And he's like, if you got anything to say negative about the show, send them right here and we will say, go fuck yourself. He's like, it's like an <laughs> auto reply. Yeah. And it's, it's great. And, you know, like generally... I going back to one of the things you said earlier, like what kind of you know, makes you like feel like, okay, you're doing a good thing. You want to keep doing and all of that. Just when I talk to people and I actually have a conversation and we get past the, the Twitter, we get past the Instagram, we get past the social media involvement in it of feeling like people are blocking your message. Yeah. I've only heard positive things, you know, like about the content. Like I've only heard like, yo, that was fucking funny or wow, that's, that's this, that's that. And, you know, in part, getting more traffic to the Instagram 
you know, has resulted, you know, me saying, all right, let me do some memes. Let me kind of, but it's kind of memes of shit that I, it's pretty much me. It's not me reposting someone else's memes. It's me Mm. writing my own memes and all of that shit. And it try to be an extension of my comedy or what I think is interesting or funny. So someone comes in and they check in, it's not going to be us just fucking talking memes or I can't even talk memes, but you know, (laughs) the the content is kind of, kind of parallel to it. And one one podcast that I dig that I, I wish they would reach back out is you ever heard the Tasteless Gentlemen? No, I don't think I have. You should, no. you should, you should look them up. They're 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 fun. They're fun. Uh, they they do a, they do a good podcast. They have a good social media presence and they do good shit. It's like I you know I kind of see that this that online for people to get over online is purely what is getting a divisive response. And I think it's hard for a podcast when you're trying to grow it to get a divisive response. You got to do other things to at least draw some ire and people will stay. It's like, come for the meme, stay for the podcast. And that's, mm-hmm. that's been the approach that I've tried to implement for, for a little while and see how it works. Um, so yeah, that, that's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to be to be gentle with Mr. Rob Lee. We're going to ask him a, se- a, que- que- a series of seven questions. We call this Inside the Guest. I ripped it off. So, <laughs> so are you ready, Mr. Rob? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite curse word to use? Favorite curse word to use would be fuck. Unanimously, everyone likes a good fuck. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Fucks are good. Uh, Question number two, what is your least favorite word, curse word to use? Like, that's like, that's like, you know, I'm not using that word, like never in a million years. Uh, hmm. I use all of them. Uh, I don't like using cunt. It's a very harsh word. I like using it when it is appropriately need to be used. It sounds German. Like, (laughs) like it sounds really hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd rather just call someone. I like using dude curse words for chicks. So, like, you're being a dick. I tell my girlfriend that all the time. I was like, you're being a dick. <laughs> She's like, all right, motherfucker. I was like, see, we're, 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 we're communicating or whatever. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Question number three, your go-to liquor or beer during COVID right now? Um, that would be between, um, as far as beer, that's going to be a white ale from Hidochino Nest. I am not sponsored by them, and they should sponsor me. A shout out to them. There you go. It's a hint, guys. It's a hint. Big shout out. Um, the, 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 I'll give you the liquor too. Uh, the liquor would probably be a Japanese uh, whiskey, um, preferably a Centauri, uh, like maybe Nico or Centauri. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so question number four, uh, what liquor or beer you would never touch in a million years? Any, I hate IPAs. IPAs are out. Fuck them. Get them out of here. I'm with you. Trash. Trash. Thing. Uh, um, any flavored vodka? I don't like that Ooh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I recently got on a Japanese tequila, mm. which I was not sure it would go together. I was like, Japanese tequila? How? All right, cool. Well, and I mean, it turned out to be pretty tasty. I mean, if you go to a sushi and they have, it's called sushi taco. And I'm like, oh, shit. I never, I mean, I don't think it mixes. It was, it was pretty good. I'm assuming, you know, Japanese tequila might be decent. I had a sushi rito yesterday and I was, I was offended. It was like a, it was, <laughs> it was a burrito. It was right like a burrito, but it was sushi. It was all the implements of sushi. And when my man's brought it back, brought it through, and he was like, yeah, man, I made this at work, man. You want to try it? And he's like, it's on the menu. And I was like, cool. I immediately took out a knife and I cut that shit to mocky rolls. I was like, I'm not fucking, 
I was like, look, I'm not disrespecting my brown <laughs> folks. I'm not disrespecting my yellow folks. I'm going to eat this the way that is intended. If I wanted a fucking burrito, I'll have a burrito. True. Very true. Jesus. All right, then. Question number five. What is the one profession you would love to do? Um, producer. Uh, like a movie producer, what have you. Yeah. Hmm. Movers. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a problem solver, man. There you go. So this is question number, damn, I'm already lost my question number six. There you go. Fuck it. I'm yeah. not even drinking and I'm losing my fucking questions. What is it? What is the one profession you would not like to attempt? Jizz mopper. At a fucking movie theater or like a yes. porn? I thought like the nudie booth and shit. Like someone's got to clean that shit up, you know? Yeah, and sure. especially I thought about that. During the COVID days, it's just like, yo. I think that's where COVID, COVID originated from. Uh-huh. It, it was <laughs> just like just spunk that just turned into, here, here's your shit. Poison. There you go. Cough, motherfucker. You're going to slip. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking gross. Hey, last question. When all this is over, when this 2020 comes to an end and we finally find a vaccine maybe or whatever, what is the first thing Mr. Robley would do? Eat ass. Aren't you doing that already? Don't you have your girl living with you? No, she doesn't live with me. She doesn't Ah. live with me. So that's that's the thing. Uh, I mean, you're quarantined from eating ass. Yeah, I haven't eaten. I, I am a uh, self-professed ass eater. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I, well, you know what? Let me say it better. I would eat ass in public. That's the thing. <laughs> public, publicly eating ass. It's, you know, like you hear public shaming, right? You know, public eating ass. That's the opposite of shaming. It's just Damn. like worship. You know, just get up in there. Just, you know, like, hey, what you have for lunch? You know, just oh, have a conversation. Jesus. Have an me, intestinal conversation. <laughs> intestinal conversation with your spouse. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is the seven questions. And that was Inside the Guest with Mr. Robley. I hope we were gentle with you. I hope you enjoyed the ride. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I felt like um, it was properly lubed up and um, I'm here. Yeah, glad, I'm here. Glad, I survived. Glad. Survived. Usually we DP you, but like I said, the guest of our co-host isn't here tonight. You would have been DP tonight. Would have been I mean, it's, it's not the first time. Uh, you know, not just... the first. It's like uh, the La Bamba. It ain't your first and it ain't your last. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> But that was the last seven questions, and I usually rings the bell for the last, pretty much for the tail end of this episode. So before we end it, Rob, tell us where the fans can find you. I mean, I, ha- I had an interesting conversation with you, yeah, but- folks. I mean, you like his podcast, Rob? Give him your information. Yeah, so I'm Rob Lee from Mastermind Teams Robcast, um, and getting to the truth in his art. You can find me on the social media platforms at MTR Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And all of my podcasts on the one feed, and that's going to be pretty much everywhere. Your Apple Podcasts, your Google, Spotify. Check us out. Here's the thing. If you got an Apple iPhone, you already got iTunes. You already got Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just press that one button, hit that link, check me out, check Dan out, and um, check out the Rambling Alcoholics as well. Oh, shit, you and me a shout out on my show? Damn. I mean, you, you got to do it. I mean, <laughs> no, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I enjoy uh, – I would pick, I'm seriously going to pick your brain from now on. I think it's, oh, believe me. And now, even if you were charging, I'd be like, can we do a payment plan? Like Kmart pay as you go. (laughs) I would say I've done that with you. If you ask me, but I really enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, below the, the, below the description of this episode, I'll have all the platforms. You can find Rob Lee's podcast. Please download, subscribe it. Hey, he said enough. Punch it in the ass. Japanese whiskey. (laughs) And, Punch it in the ass. I, I, that's what I'm taking away from this is punch it in the ass. That's what I took it's, away from this episode. 
I'm a very ass-centric individual yeah. and, and, and very orally inclined. So, you know, I'll either talk to the ass or put my mouth on and around the ass. And uh, that's how I get down. I get busy, as they that- say. <laughs> but no, ladies and gentlemen, this is a good, pod- uh, good podcast to listen to. Again, I've said it before and say I don't invite just anybody to go on this show just to fucking promote. I actually will actually listen or will be listening to the show because I like the like what the product is bringing. And believe me, you brought it in. You intrigued me. Just to punch it in the ass and sold it to me. <laughs> I'm well, gonna go punch it in the ass. But no, thank you for coming in. Folks, below the description of this episode, all the platforms you can find this show on. We'll be back this Friday with a new episode. Hopefully, Mr. Lou comes back from his sex marathon with his hand, because I'm assuming his girl got tired of his shrimp dick. But thank you for being here, the Cult of Ramble. We'll be here next week. Goodbye.